All right, we're on. And this is River. River and Jack. And you are listening to Million Dollar Mistake. Million Dollar Mistake. Episode one, bitch. <laughs> I love it. So, River, what are you up to tonight? I am smoking a cigarette under the moonlight, which sounds sexy. Yeah. Like something from a movie, but my life is a movie. Exactly. Wearing your hot-ass martini dress. Um, kind of. Pajamas. Pajamas. But I did tie them up and make them look sexy. Exactly. I'm wearing a shirt covered in $100 bills. This is very much us. As I puff on my Marlboro 100. I mean, we're talking a little differently, but... Well, you gotta talk in your Midwestern neutral, Kate. We never determined if that's what I really have. I mean, Brindley has a southern accent. I think I'm Midwestern neutral if I try. Just a little bit. The essence of Jack, right? I think I talk with a little bit of a northern accent, and then mostly yeah, a little bit. Mostly midwestern neutral. This is not the direction I thought this was going to go. It sounds almost like for real. I, <laughs> I think this is for real now. I think this is going to be our first episode of, of uh, Million Dollar Mistake. Better, we better be careful what we say. Yeah. Or should we not? Mm, let's go about ninety nine percent. Not careful. Oh, that's, that's probably good. It's probably good. Uh, There's one about anywhere you're at. One or two unmentionables, and then the rest of it, fuck it. I don't. Are we thinking the same unmentionables? I I didn't instantly have one or two come to mind. You seem pretty quick there. Yeah. I I don't know what you're trying to mouth to me right now. Uh, an un, an un, uh, that which shall not be named <laughs> in this household. All right, moving on. So the yeah. other ninety nine percent that we can talk about. Exactly. We need another cigarette. I know we do. Something we can go through tonight as we do our podcast. Just chain smoke cigarettes. Chain the chain smoke. Chain smoke. We listen to uh, what do we got in the background here now? Hotel, Hotel California. California. Like, yeah. Classics. Classic. River, aka DJ Mama Blue, will uh, be uh, will be handling the. Now you give me the responsibility when we have an audience. Yep. 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 All right. I don't even know if they can be heard in the background. So probably really not. Care. No, probably not. I have this idea in mind that we're going to be funnier than Bill Burr. I have no idea if that's actually going to be the case or not. I think it looks so easy, you know? Well, I've, I found him to be funny in the past, but lately he's just been kind of squawking. Well, he has to talk for two hours a couple times a week. He I mean, we're struggling to get there how many minutes now? I don't know that we're struggling yet. And I, well, I think maybe he shouldn't do them weekly. Maybe he should do them less frequently. I know we're not struggling yet, but I'm just telling you. Yes, less sometimes is more, right? Less is always more. No, I'm not going to go that you, far. Until you reach nothingness. Wasn't that what the minimalists went? Basically Buddhist shit all the way until the end? They have nothing? Yeah, but they're a little crazy. I love our little ashtray wax warmer. Like, I have no idea if it's going to smell good or bad afterwards. Probably not good. What are these that we're smoking? Marlboro 100s? Marlboro Black 100s. That's not like expensive So this ones. episode, I does, it sounds fancy as fuck is what it sounds like. And I'm using the Ronson torch lighter, courtesy of... Uh, Walgreens. Walgreens. Walgreens and... Isn't it funny like, that that's it, the one torch lighter they have there? Listen to this click. It's high quality lighter. Close. That's a hell of a lot better than the Zippo. Open. And then listen to this torch start. It's a pretty yeah, little flame. Reliable. Sufficient. They knew what they were doing. As did Marlboro. Family values. What about us? Do we do what we're doing? So I am currently unemployed, hence the podcast. Oh, we're starting heavy. Heavy hitter. 
You hold it. I don't want to hold the cigarette right now. I held the last one. We're already on number two. And we're how many minutes in? Like three. We're pretty quick. Yeah. We well, amaze ourselves. There's no, uh, we're four minutes in. Four minutes per cigarette. I don't know. How's that sound? Smokers out there, you have to uh, let us know how quickly you smoke your Marlboro 100s after you go to the store and buy pack after pack to practice with. See if you can beat us. That you sound like an ad. I do sound like an ad. All right, anyways, what are we going to talk about that's like not boring? Oh, it's just kind of. Fuck, I don't know. What's what's interesting about us? Oh my god, what I like is, everything, but what isn't interesting about us? What are we going to select to say? Um. Hmm. You started up to take your unemployment. So, what did I, did I file for unemployment today or was that yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday I filed for unemployment. And it was possibly the most exhausting thing in the world I've ever done because every step of the way you're reminded that you're an unemployed piece of shit. <laughs> How terrible. But you're not an unemployed piece of shit that's going to get money now for, for yeah. submitting three resumes right. a week or something. So, it doesn't matter if you make six figures or if you were making minimum wage. Well, minimum wage would be a little. No, low. there's a there's a cap, but it's not a very high cap about what's your. Well, max whatever out. it is, I'm making. I'm going to be making. Twelve hundred dollars or sixteen hundred dollars a month. Three hundred ninety dollars a week. Yeah. Three hundred ninety so bucks a week. Fifteen sixty a month. Even though I could be making three hundred three hundred ninety dollars per day. Well. The settlement. Yeah, at least for all they know. Right. You just got to hang on until that settlement comes in. That's the motto. It really is going to come in, but I mean. Hmm. It is. I know. Eventually. I don't know. How do you get by in the meantime? The key to life is just have a situation where the cops are forced, or at least um, not forced, the cops are in a position where they feel inclined to unlawfully beat the piss out of you. Well, I told you, it's like we... uh, Scare scare you so that you fear for your life. Break your bone, bones, potentially, in such a way that your body is no longer the same ever again. Not massively, though. You're not, like, disfigured. But, you know, just enough so that a jury will actually realize how fucked up it was that cops can break into a house, violate nearly all of your amendments, really. This is not an exaggeration either, by the way. Yeah, it's true not, story. Not, not, not time to go into all the details, but this is not... This is not a stretch. Stretch your imagination. And imagine for a moment that you are in bed doing nothing. And your sister decides that you were too weird over text messaging or a phone call that she then feels compelled to call the police to come to a wellness check. On a but sleeping man. Prior to that. We're going to too many details, Daddy. Prior to that, your sister is wise enough to have your friend come over and make sure you're not dead or killing yourself, which he does. He tells the cops you're not a threat. The cops insist on coming in, find all this evidence, supposedly, of these crimes. Fruits of the poisonous tree. When they were supposed to be there to make sure you weren't going to kill yourself, which they were already able to throw out the window because we all, your friend said you weren't going to kill yourself and had all the reason in the world. You know what? It was late on a Sunday night in a really, really white Fuck. part I'm of a good, town. I'm a good, honest, God-fearing man. And they, uh... And I was woken up to basically being beaten and tased, a la Rodney King in the 21st century. Fearing for your life. I'm not sure that was still the worst night of my life. What was Would the worst night? I don't know. I mean, at the time, it. I mean, at the time, I think it felt that way, but I think I was just so like shocked and scared and. It was a rebirth, though, for me. Uh, whether so I wanted to be or not. Looking back, I don't know if that was. If I'd still say that was. I'm hesitant to call anything that I've experienced so far the worst night of my life because I feel like fate has a way of just kind of proving you wrong as soon as you declare rock bottom. 
thus far, what has been the worst night of your life? I, so far in life. Um, What's I, I mean, the night lost your job is pretty bad. Because like, that's the yeah. first time that I really saw my life changing. That was unreal. Yeah, that was... It's, I was in the helplessness, but I mean, even then it was, you just have to step back in your mind. You really get boiled down to what's important. And that is that we're all still healthy-ish <laughs> and we're all still here. Nobody's in the hospital. Right. Nobody's just ready, dying. Just ready, man. Nobody's dying. And, you know, I don't know. Are these, are these it's in those moments that you really realize it's important. Yeah. Are these partner podcasts popular? I don't know. I'm thinking do you like, care? I'm thinking like Freakonomics. They do like a partner one, but, but, but Bill Burr, you know, he just does his one. He has his wife in there most of the time. Really? Most of the time or just sometimes? I mean, we can't get anybody to talk to us ever, Whatever. listen to us, so I don't understand why we're even doing this. But Whatever. it's for us. We've, it's been, for us. we've been together for almost a decade. It's kind of fun. And along that decade, I think I have experienced more in the last two years than I ever fathomed. Oh, Yeah. And it's just, and it's getting, it's increasing too, because, you know, at one point we thought 2016 was going to be like the year that we didn't speak of. And like now it's, it's unfolding like 2016, psh, 2017, some, little, some emotional drama, you know, whatever. 2016, but, bad. 2017, wild. 2018, humbling. Is, uh, hum- humbling, that's one humbling. way to put it. Humble. Hum- be humbling. Sit down. Or humble is the word I was going to use to describe 2018. And, and I think it told, will. That was a good word, word show. I was told that was a good word to use. I, I don't know if I've ever thought anything to be more accurate at this point than it is a humbling, humbling year. Nothing goes as planned. It's true. It'd have I've, life beat you up a little bit, though. I have found some kind of sense of religion and faith that I never fathomed existed this year. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I, I slept through the new year completely atheist. And now come almost June, I'm practically Catholic. No comment. And fuck. What's gonna happen in the next six months? The way you go from atheist to Catholic, fuck, that's a that's a whole another ball game. Oh thank you, that's a little sad now. What was your um what was your coming to God moment? Whatever whatever God you choose. You ask it me? Yeah. Uh, what, what, call it a call it a non-existent god. What, I don't think right. it's a one moment. I don't see. So I we think got two cigarettes down. I think that's the issue in life. Is people so a lot of people think that there's going to be some monumental big ten minutes, some sort of like oh this is it this is definitely it. And I mean I know that you say you had that and that's that's valid for you, but I don't think a lot of people have that. And then therefore they might think that they've somehow missed it because they didn't have that. When in reality, I mean life is made up in the day to day and in the little. The little things that, in the grand scheme, you can look back on and piece together. Yeah. Well, to me, it wasn't looking back. To me, it was in the moment. Everything in my life, or everything I could perceive, was screaming at me. Everything. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, it's like right up in your face, practically. As much so as anybody, any anyone human could be in your face. I felt like that was how God was for me. It was in, in my face. Screaming at me. It's just interesting the different perspectives. Because I can... I can see everything that you're saying, and I agree with you, but I don't come to the same conclusion. You haven't, you haven't lived it like I did, though. And that's the challenge. You've not... I've lived other things that you have not lived. I know. I know. So that's what I mean. It's interesting that two people can see the same thing, yet see something different, if that makes sense. Right. So this is called Million Dollar Mistake. What's the Million Dollar Mistake tonight? 
Are we gonna have to come up with one every night? Uh, every time we do a podcast. The million. What? What's so the like one a, that we made? A, one somebody's made? A million dollar mistake that we've at least come close to making, or made. Um. I would say the million dollar mistake I made was. I mean, don't don't go too heavy too fast. You have issues with boundaries. I know, I know. So let's the million dollar mistake I've made with you was permitting. I'll go. I'll go Jordan Peterson on this one. Is permitting unrealistic, unrealistically or unsustainably high chaos into my life. And all the chaos in my life was there as a result of me and my choices. So the million dollar mistake was not seeing when the chaos was growing rather than shrinking, when the chaos became unmanageable. And I had two very reasonable wake-up calls in February and now and then April. I had two opportunities to realize I was making a million dollar mistake. And yet I couldn't get my hands wrapped around it. So my message then would be to stop and, and reflect on whether or not your life has too much chaos in it and if so what are you doing about it to help stop that chaos or what are you doing to allow it to perpetuate and get worse because chaos will continue to grow chaos begets more chaos like begets like chaos begets chaos you cannot let's say what's the opposite of chaos though orderliness orderliness which is i was thinking of something else peace harmony boredom I say boredom because there's a lot of it's a it's an ebb and a flow. I think with what chaos. What created and the chaos? Chaos and order have to flow back and forth. If the chaos only arose because there was too much nothingness, correct? The chaos comes about because I mean, you imagine you have a box and you can only fit so much in the box. Chaos takes up a lot of space. So if you have much in that box... I think chaos is everything outside the box that you think is in a box or you think is acceptable. I mean, we get bored. Boredom boredom really drives chaos forward Mm -hmm. because you want to bring new things into your life and we oftentimes bring them into our life at a pace much faster than we can sustain. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Right. Well, I mean, you take on this volunteer opportunity, that one, this one, that one. You know, you want to tackle this, that, and the other. You want to just jump all over the world when you're bored and you have nothing to do. Your mind is hungry for something to organize, something to, to make make sense of, something to do, to preoccupy itself. And if you're not careful, you will, you will absolutely, every time, bite off more than you can chew. And eventually you have a mouth so stuffed full of bullshit. But eventually you, you swallow and you spit it out and you live. You don't choke. Right. And I think I kind of gagged on it twice. And still, I don't know if I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm let's talk about this later. Yeah, I, I think I refused to spit it out when I should have, and I was forced. I had it forcibly removed, or I went to the hospital and had it forcibly removed, or I passed out. Who knows? I don't know what you want to call it, but I reached my breaking point with the chaos. So it's over now, the chaos is over. No. <laughs> It's no, a ripple effect. No, but uh, the vast majority, 95% of the chaos in my life has been forcibly removed, basically. And now is somebody else's burden. Hmm. And that's what I feel guilty about, is I know that I could have handled that chaos much better and more intelligently. I should have, could have, would have. I mean, I have, like, signs, like, when I, like, if you're going too far. Well, no, really, though. There's, there's guilt 
there's a guilt component there because chaos doesn't just disappear. It simply shifts to somebody who can handle it. I, I disagree with you because what you when you shift it to someone else, what you might perceive as chaos, perhaps they have different tools <clears throat> to almost immediately dismantle it and it's no longer chaos. Right. Somebody better somebody better able to handle the chaos. But you need to feel guilty then about using somebody who using in quotations, somebody who is equipped, willing and wanting to help. We're all very slow to accept help. I agree. Why? Well, autonomy and independence is highly valued for most of us. Well, we, at least, at least I think men do. We pride ourselves on how much chaos we can handle. How much can we wrap our arms around? How much can we control? How big is our plate? How big is our mouth? How much can we chew at once? I think we win. Women? I think we win. No, me and you just in general win. <laughs> in terms of... I think we win as far managing as chaos. how much we can go through. Well, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. We've been through hell multiple times with some version of it. Yeah, and I'm saying... And all of it done with a smile on the outside, usually. And inward screams, right? Silent screaming. You think you're the humorous one who's always trying to trying to break in with the lighthearted? Oh, I'm the negative one, right? No, I never said that. Oh, listen, what, what you... I've never said that. That you're the negative one? Well, we've talked a lot about like removing negativity and whatnot, and... Anyways, I think I think re-listening to this will be All right. might be eye-opening for you. I mean, we're not exactly acting like ourselves, I guess, but it's hard to. Yeah, it is. It's hard to be your complete true self. Our voices are even a little different. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Mine's getting more normal now. You gotta forget it's there. A little less Midwestern neutral and a little more, a little more, Jay. <laughs> okay, now okay, let's go back. Do I have to say a million dollar mistake now? Sure. I mean, you kind of stole the show there. A few minutes of it. A million dollar mistake. What's your million dollar mistake you want to talk about? Um, quickly now, quickly. No. <laughs> um, we didn't give our, we should have given our daughter a classier name. I'll say it. Not a million dollar mistake, but uh, I like it. She seems like it, but it's... How you name your children matters. Like, if we had a baby now, it's only, maybe, what, seven years later, and it's like, our name star is so different, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got into, we got into names lately, and etymology, and unfortunately, our kids don't really have a whole lot of depth to their names, but uh, they fit, they work, you know, you make it work. I can't uh, picture them as anything else, so. The boy's got a perfect name. Yeah. Rar. He does. What's our, what's our, like, our outline going to be for this? Our outline? Something about, I think something about lions and kittens, and we gotta work that in. Yeah, they came looking for kittens. They caught a fucking lion. Caught a fucking lion. Rawr. Yeah, that's a, that's a good note to end it on. All right. Don't go looking for kittens, because you might, you just might find a lion. Rawr. I like it. Rawr. Rawr. All right. So end it, no, end it on the raw. You're supposed to end it right there. Rawr. Rawr.